Welcome to the Religion of Hockey podcast. My name is Nathan. We are joined by the guest star. Just kidding. He's the co-host, Nico, the hockey god himself. I'm a star. You are, you are the star of the podcast. I thought I told you I'm a star. You see them lights. You see them cars. You know that song? This is the, yeah. But this is a podcast. Nobody can see anything. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't remember who sang this song. Is it, uh... I forget. It doesn't matter. Anyway, what's going on, guys? I don't know. I've heard that song earlier this week, and I can, for the life of me, can't remember. I think Jay Sean. Maybe it's Jay Sean. I don't know. Whatever. I have no um, idea who that is. You don't know who Jay Sean? He's the guy who sang uh, with Little Wayne. Came out in like 2009. Never mind. You were like five. Oh. Then. Hey, um, I that was my that was my time of music. Probably not that kind of music. Then so. how do you not know Jay Sean? Okay, anyway, what's going on, guys? This is uh, <laughs> Nico here, coming at you, coming at you from Chicago. Coming hey, at you. I'm coming. I'm I'm coming. I'm going to the Blackhawks home opener against the Sharks. Go on, Sharks. Uh, go. Why do you do you actually like the Sharks? Yeah, they're my favorite team. Really? Yeah. Why? Don't say Carlson. Well, Carlson Carlson is a big reason why. But Couture, I like a lot of the forwards, Timo, Meyer, uh, Kevin LeBanc. I've, I've liked San Jose for a long time. Love their logo, love their jerseys. They're a fun team. Their goal horn, their goal song. It's fantastic. Do not end. My, my favorite Sharks player of all time was uh, Douglas Murray. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> he was. I mean, you, you, you've, you've watched him before, haven't you? Have you seen Douglas Murray play? Yeah. Well, you you caught well, the tail end of his career, but yeah. man, when he was playing, he was he was scary to kid. And every time he was on the ice, it was like you're always looking out for that. He was slow skating, <laughs> but if he hits you, like you're dead. <laughs> like it, it, like he would touch you and you would explode. <laughs> so, Spontaneous combustion. Seriously. All right. So this is what we're gonna do for I guess pretty much the regular rest of the regular season. We finally have a format. We're gonna go through the NHL standings and then we're gonna talk about news. That goes sweet, sweet. So let's go through the NHL standings. Take it away, Gravy. What? Okay, I guess I'll have to search up the NHL standings. Just kidding. I have it right now. Okay. There we go. We're We're professionals. Yes, we are. We I totally did not have the NHL games and went to the standings at all. So we are starting out in the Atlantic Division, where the Toronto Maple Leafs somehow are still leading the division with two straight losses. They played four games. Actually, they're not. With Buffalo winning, Buffalo's oh, in first. Never mind. Technically, because uh, I if need you're... to. Re- I need to refresh now. Yeah. Well, the go- yeah. They're it's... tied. They're tied. So Buffalo and Toronto have the same amount of points, which is five. But the tiebreaker goes to Buffalo because they have a better goal differential. They also have less games played too. And less games play. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, dude! Toronto lost tonight, and it was so rough. Buffalo, but, but, but Buffalo and Toronto both lost tonight. Yeah. So, but Buffalo, but that was. You want to talk about rough? Can we talk about that Buffalo and Columbus game? <laughs> that like, shot differential. Wow. Oh my gosh, wow. that was beautiful. I need to look. I'm gonna look that up really quick. But yeah, it was that, like it was like 45 to like 18 or something. Oh, how do you do that? <laughs> like, that was like Tampa Bay versus Carolina a couple of days ago, bad. I'm not saying something. Mean, let me see this. So team stats, yeah. So shots on goal, forty-four for Columbus, and sent in the Sabers at eighteen. Like, Oof. yeah, they're it wasn't <laughs> even close. And man, Jack Eichel, man, we're talking about. I was mean before we started the show, we're talking about fantasy stuff. But man, Jack Eichel minus two had one shot on goal. Who led the Who led the Sabers in shots tonight? <laughs> Rasmus. 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 Eight shots on goal tonight. I know you guys what? all expected that. 
Mustad himself. <laughs> I love I love watching Rasmus Stalin though too. He's amazing to watch. Um, but yeah, man, Sabers they sucked it up. The Leafs sucked it up tonight. Like they were actually playing really good up until the, the Leafs second played period. Great, I felt. Yeah, I thought. I mean, you just did a live stream about it, so like, well, it, the offense was good. The defense was um, uh, spotty. But, yeah. <sighs> I don't know, man. I feel like every time, like, the, I feel like the third line was the best line tonight for the least. It was like, great. Like Kerfoot coming out, shooting the puck really well. I th- I really do like Mikheyev. Mikheyev has been out. amazing. Holy crap! Yeah, I love watching him. He's he's just so he's like a big bulldog out there just going out there <laughs> making hits shoot pucks nope he's actually pretty decent defensively which uh i was unpleasantly surprised about yeah. um and then i forget who the right wing is doesn't matter patan i think it's patan yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's happening but yeah so i don't know this the, when is john when do we start worrying about john Tavares? i know it's four games in yeah but uh i don't know <laughs> Like John Tavares not getting any, not getting a lot of points and not really. I'm not gonna say he hasn't been effective, but he's also has like maybe one or two really good shots a game, yeah. and then it kind of seems like it's whatever, you know. Like I'm not saying he's playing bad by no means. I'm just I just don't really see him getting a lot of offensive opportunities. Like maybe maybe three to five a game. Here's the thing, Walt John Tavares might not be all that great this season. Can we talk about how William Nylander is going to win the Hart Trophy? Uh, I love William Nylander. I was always... I was <laughs> He's always, been so good. Yeah, dude. I think the number 88 just makes him look that much better. He's Pasternak out there. Let's go. Dude, he's... Uh, I don't even know what... I Maybe Patrick Kane's another 88. Yeah, he's uh, pretty okay, I would say. Yeah, so... Oh, he's just so great. I love how he skates. I love his. It seems like his vision has been enhanced, and it's kind Definitely. of it, it's like it's like getting a new player after having him. <laughs> <laughs> like last year, as so many Leafs fans forgot how great William Nylander was, like yeah. just because they were so busy hating on him, <laughs> and <laughs> and there he is this year, just playing well. I mean, skating's really good. His vision, him and Matthews are their chemistry together is Man, really good. So good. Now, uh, another issue with the Leno Big Leaf talk here, uh, but kind of, kind of issue in my opinion is, uh, you know, having uh, Kapanen, you know, playing up. Yeah. Ah, uh, can we talk about that thing that happened Cap- the other night? Yeah, let's. You should. You should talk about. That. Yeah. So, and and this is after. So they lost tonight in over. Or they lost tonight in regulation again, to um. I forget what St. Louis. <laughs> St. Louis. And last the other night they lost to Montreal after being up 4-1. And yeah. I I'm not going to say it's completely captain's fault cuz it's not. It's a team game. But at the same time, man, he throws the stick at Petrie. Petrie gets a penalty shot. They score. Captain hasn't really been all that good. I'll say he it right hasn't. now. He hasn't. He's he's been skating really fast, but he's been also losing the puck a lot. Um, yeah, he's kind of just shooting. He's kind of just been shooting from anywhere, and unless you're, you know, you're playing on the 2016 Ottawa Senators, like that's not really helping you a lot <laughs> on this team because nobody really goes to the net hard for the Leafs. So when he's shooting up the shooting at the net randomly from random corners, it's kind of just like giving it away. And yeah. I'm not a big fan of. Of Kapanen right now, and that whole thing where he throws a stick, and 
I, I don't know what you I don't know what I would do in that situation. I don't I don't think I would throw a stick. I would definitely get down to try and block the shot. Yeah. But uh, I definitely would throw it. But he gets a penalty shot. They score. They ended up winning in that shootout anyway. Like I I don't know why he's still getting top line minutes. And then even in this game against St. Louis, again it just kind of seemed like he was he was getting in, but it, he was taking himself out. <laughs> yeah, you like, can't you can't say he didn't have an opportunity either because he's been playing with Matthews, Tavares, Marner. He's been on that top six all four games, you could say, and he's had great ice time. I mean, he's just been deployed like one of the best least forwards, which right now I just can't justify with the way he's played. Yes, it is four games of the season. God has got to make that, always got to make the requirement, but he just hasn't performed at that level. I think... People expected this breakout season for him, which I think is fair. But again, he's gotten that opportunity for the big guys, which I think we all expected. But the way he's played, it, it hasn't been terrible because I think he's had great chances. Obviously, there's some luck going into that. But I don't know. He just hasn't been too impressive. I just haven't seen him as this not game-breaking player. I don't think he would be a game-breaking player, but this very effective guy. He's been fast, yeah, I agree. But besides that, he hasn't been able to put it all together. I do want to say, you know, people will say, oh, yeah, it's only been four games. It's been 245 minutes he's been on the ice as a first-line winger, and he hasn't really done a lot. That's, I'm saying that's a lot of minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm not saying he's playing on that line the entire time. Like, he, you know, he ends up being on someone else's line here and there. But for the majority, he has been on the on the Matthews line. And I don't think I've ever would have thought and heard myself say this. I mean, I'm a big... I'm a big skill guy over, you know, just truculence. But uh, I kind of miss Zach Hyman. <laughs> <laughs> like, I kind of do. I kind of do, man. I having, I can only imagine with Zach Hyman on the line with Matthews and Nylander, that line is oh, going to be that. my oh, It's going to be that much better because Hyman's going to go into the corner. He's going to dump it in, grab his, <laughs> own, grab his own puck. And I hate it when players dump the puck, and I hate it. Yeah. But he's going to dump it in. He's going to grab the puck out and just throw it to one of those guys and go to the net because nobody else goes to the net. And it's going to be amazing. He's going to get a lot of – he's going to not get a lot of points, but he's going to help that line out because it's going to be so much easier for those skill guys. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so Buffalo's in first right now with a 2-0 and 1 record. Uh, Toronto's in second with a 2-1 and 2-1 and 1 record. Uh, so they're, they've lost two in a row now. Yeah. So uh, that's nice. Detroit, surprisingly, 2-0. Detroit is – Third in the Atlantic. What a Yo. start they've gotten off, man. Hey, baby, I chose I chose Anthony Mantha in a couple of my leagues, and I picked them up. And Deco- tell no, you, no, stop it. Don't tell you what. Don't know. I love Anthony Mantha. <laughs> no, I going into this season, I was totally, I was totally on the board of Anthony Mantha because I thought he could have been could be in the like the 60, 70 point range easily for Detroit. Leif Larkin, who could also have another fantastic year. That first line, man, so far, Pertuzzi, Larkin, and Mampha might be the best line right now in the NHL. And I'm not as a as a guy who watched that second game, as a guy who sadly watched that second game versus Dallas as a Dallas Stars fan, I need to get I need to just rant about this for a second. Okay. Anthony Mampha is the best player on the planet. From what I see in that first game, he's the best player on the planet. It was literally, it was literally Rupe Heinz versus Anthony Mantha plus maybe guest star Anton Gudobin. That was it. It was just dominant from top to bottom. And I have, I don't think I've ever witnessed a four-goal game before somehow live. But I did, 
and I regretfully did because that game was a tire fire in Dallas's own. And we'll talk about it when we get to the Western Conference side of things. But Detroit was great. I thought they played solid. They didn't play amazingly because they got a ton of power plays gifted them by Dallas. But Anthony Manf was already the star of the show in that one, got the hat trick. And then just, he could have gotten five goals in that game. He had one crazy shot that was somehow robbed by Kudobin. I'm still not sure he made that glove save, but he was just on fire the whole night, and I kind of sensed it from the beginning, like Anthony Manf is going to have himself a game, and he did. But Detroit, I mean, it's it might not last. I don't think it is going to last how well they've played, but Manf, man, I think if anything's going to last, it's going to be him. Man, so I just want to say it. I'm so excited for Manf to finally become this like top player. Yeah, like, I remember a couple of years. So he was drafted out of I think the I'm gonna I'm gonna screw this name up, but it's like the he's, he was drafted out of the queue, and he had like back to back like 50 goal seasons. And mm-hmm. I would say two three years after his draft year, one of the the top uh, Detroit people that were in their organization, I think it was like I don't want to say it was Ted Lindsay, God rest his soul, but I think it was one of those guys. And they were like, Anthony Mantha sucks. He doesn't skate. (laughs) They essentially were calling him like a piece of poop. (laughs) And I mean, he wasn't playing all that well. I really was for a a minute there. I thought he wasn't going to be an actual player. But back-to-back 45-point seasons, and then last year, he only played 62-64, and he had 48 points. So if he did play the whole season last se- last year, he probably would have ended up with maybe 60 in 82. So this season, off to the big start he is. Man, it's so great. How great is it to see a big man skate like that and just have control of the puck and play so well? He's like, such a complete player offense. If he, can, if he can get anywhere between like 35 to 40, I will feel such it's like watching your little baby grow up like <laughs> i i mean i'm a big uh, so like i know i have a whole bunch of fan teams i like like i have my wife team is the maple leafs my girlfriend my two girlfriend teams are the detroit red wings and the chicago blackhawks but um i've watched like him pretty much in the queue i've watched him come up i see him struggle see him have success like it's so exciting to see maybe it'll all come together this year hope he stays healthy but uh, that's Detroit. Uh, let's go to Boston. Boston's also 2-0. I've seen a good chunk of both games. Obviously, the first one versus Dallas. I saw a good chunk of that game versus Arizona. And I, I said it in my takeaways video. Man, the Boston defense has left off where it started from the Stanley Cup, from the Stanley Cup playoffs. That defense, dude, it did not allow a single thing. It was that dominant. And Duke Rask has started off great in this season yes it is only two games in but from what i've seen with boston it's been pretty great there hasn't been like this huge crazy explosion from like pasternak um and marchand and bergeron yet but that likely will come and if this boston defense plays nearly as good as they did in the first couple of games they'll have no problem once again making the playoffs again it was that good they had again mcavoy coming back to the team was huge for that defense but even when the, even with guys that might not be that great defensively like krug i felt like they played amazingly it was absolutely insane it sucks because i think the bruins <laughs> are just they should probably just miss the playoffs one of these years but it's it's they're just so freaking good they're just too good as a team yes as a team they're really good together they they are fantastic at zone stoppages i neutral zone good luck like they're just full yeah. of thick they're just full of thick bodies 
Like, I, I, I don't know. There's, I remember a couple of years ago in the playoffs when Claude Julian was still the team, and they used to say the Bruins had layers. They're like onions. It's like Shrek. Yeah. They have layers. <laughs> the Bruins are Shrek. Yeah, the Bruins are Shrek. That's like the they... title of the episode, Bruins Shrek. <laughs> oh, it ain't much, but it's honest work. <laughs> but yeah, again, I'm gonna make make a bunch of mentions to my uh, to my fantasy league because I I did end up having the, the auto draft one of my leagues. And I ended up getting Pasternak and Marshawn. So I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, okay, that's not bad. But so far through these two games, it's been uh, yeah, they've gotten like three points each. <laughs> so I'm hoping that they get a little bit more offense. Uh, I really didn't want to draft them. I really don't like the Bruins, <laughs> but yeah, Bruins definitely. I, I I I can't take away from how good they are as a team as a whole. I think they're going to get kind of slept on this year just because I don't know if their scoring is going to be, you know, as big as everyone else thought it might yeah. have been. So I mean, even if the perfection line isn't perfect, I, it's still a pretty good starting point for what it's worth. Um, yeah. Let's go on to Montreal. Montreal. Montreal's uh, had an interesting start. They yeah, lost one zero and one. Yeah, they lost in the shootout versus Carolina. It was a game that was very close. Carolina might have deserved that win, but it's a shootout. Both games have been a shootout, so obviously it's kind of a shootout to say how their season has gone so far. But that comeback win versus Toronto, it was interesting because I don't think Montreal was playing all that great, especially when they went down 4-1. to But it was just like a Thanos snap of the finger, and they just turned into this god squad all of a sudden. Max Domi woke up to Thomas Tatar, was an absolute god, as he always is. And the team just played amazingly. Again, it is shootout loss and a shootout win, but I don't know. They've been wacky and weird, but we'll see what happens. They play Sabres on Wednesday next, but yeah, they're a weird team that I'm that I'm kind of like. I like watching them because I do like a lot of their. I do like watching uh, Jonathan Drouin and yeah. uh, Kat Kinemi is also one of my favorite young players. I love his his stick is larger than him. It's so amazing, <laughs> and he's and he just somehow still handles the puck really well. But yeah, I, I do like. I, I do like Jonathan Duran and Cotton Kemi. I think they're they're forming some chemistry together, and it's they're having a lot of good like offensive chances. I think they had like I was looking at some of their their stats, and they had like six uh, high danger scoring chances against uh, Toronto, which is and the and the, as a team Montreal only had twelve. So they created half of those scoring chances. That's pretty like, good. W- like while you know Max Domi and Tatar, Tatar will be doing like a bunch of like flashy things. I think Druan and Kakinemi are the two guys that are just kind of putting on their work pails and going into the zone and getting that cycle going for them. And while it may not be completely, you know, getting a lot of points right now. They're also, they're also wearing down the opposition and getting those high high danger chances that come a little bit later in the cycle, but yeah. uh, you're seeing you're seeing the chemistry form there, and I'm actually enjoying watching them play. Yeah, we're and gonna go next to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're your favorite team, right? The 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 number one favorite team or second favorite team? Sorry, second favorite team. Second, and it's been frustrating. Yes, Tampa Bay Lightning fan. It's so hard to be a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. It is so hard. No, but some say jokes come in threes. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning have played three games. They've won one. They've lost one, and they've lost one in overtime. Yes, they, and have. they have. And they have three points. <laughs> the and one, one, you, and oh, one. Oh, oh. And if you subtract, uh, their twelve minus ten. No, yeah, 12 minus 10 equals 2, and then you add the differential of their goals, and you plus that 1 equals 3. Okay. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> math. I'm a math guy over here. <laughs> the math whiz, Nico. <laughs> Not a hockey god anymore. He's a math guy. Uh, math whiz. There you go. So, Tampa, <laughs> yeah, Tampa Bay, man. Uh, I haven't really caught a lot of their games. I haven't really had the patience to watch them because I'm, I'm kind of done with them. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, they played vert two games versus Florida, one lo- one one of them and lost one of them and then they had the game versus the Carolina Hurricanes where they lost in overtime. They had a 2 to 1 lead or no, like it was a 3 to 1 lead or something. Then they had zero shots in the second period and then lost in freaking overtime. The Carolina Hurricanes are a fantastic team, but Tampa just that's that's I don't expect that kind of stuff in the regular season. That's more like a that's more like a playoff Tampa Bay. Overrated. Tampa Bay overrated. Calling it now. They don't make the playoffs this year. Whoa. Do you, th- you, you see them having injuries or just not making it? I, I just don't think they make it, man. I, I just think last year crushed their souls. Grinded <laughs> <laughs> like, them to a pulp. Like, I don't know. Man. I, 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 I guarantee I'll be wrong. But, you know, and I just think last year's playoff loss it just kind of gets them. And I've, and I've seen teams and I've been on teams where if something just, like, tragic, you lose a game like that after being so close so many years. Like, people just get kind of like, like, all right, it's kind of like how Edmonton was or is. Has been, you know, just yeah. you you lose so many times and you just kind of have that. Well, we're just gonna lose anyway, right? <laughs> so here's right. what I think is gonna happen: the Tampa Bay Lightning are gonna get one of the wild card spots, and they're going to turn into the what the Columbus Blue Jackets were. They're going to win the first round, and they're going to win the Stanley Cup. I do, I do want to see it. Cause I do want to see Stammer win a cup. I'm a big Stamkos fan, but good old Canadian boy. Uh, I do want to see him win a cup. I think he deserves it. I mean, anybody that scores sixty in this in his generation of players needs a cup. <laughs> so uh, that's Tampa. Yeah, I, I don't. They're two games against, and the next team is also Florida. Uh, yeah. I have a bunch of players on each of these teams. Like I have McDonough and Hedman on their team for fantasy, and I have Huberto and Barkov. And Barkov has done nothing. Yeah. Barkov has been, what the heck? <laughs> like, they took away, he's essentially what Barkov was, like, his first two seasons. Like, really great defensively, but then. So far. Yeah. Like, offensively, it's been like, dude, like, devoid hole. <laughs> Black hole of <laughs> offense. Just him going into the zone and just, I don't know what he's doing. Like, you, do you, I, I'm not sure if you watched, like, a lot, like, if you, I mean, like. You I saw a little bit, Tampa, yeah. Like, you saw these Tampa Bay games. Like it's just when I'm watching him play, I don't know what he's doing, <laughs> and it's kind of it's kind of irritating me because I'm like I know he, it's like I want to go talk to him and just like you no know, pause the TV and then go up to him and be like hey, hey buddy, don't do that. You, hey, you all right? You you, you you doing okay? Okay, you know what? You just gotta get out there and I'll help you out. No problem. Just just shoot the puck like this. I'll show you, and then then I'll show him how to shoot really quick. And I'm like, all right, good luck. And he'll be like, all right, see ya, Nikos. And I'll be like, all right, see ya. And then he'll go out there to score scores. So that's that's what needs to happen. That's what I want to do. I like Barkov. I like two. I like his two-way game. I need him to score yeah. more points so I could win this fantasy league. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get to the final uh, team, Ottawa Senators. They're in eighth place. They've won nothing. Nope. Nope. They have four goals for, nine goals against, if we're a big old minus five goal differential. Are we surprised? No. No. They also got a new player. <laughs> Vlad Domestikov. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Uh, Segway. 
Segway. Yeah, wow. so Vlad Domestikov, he gets traded to the Ottawa Senators. The New York Rangers are hold, withholding, what, 75K, $75,000? Yeah, 750K. Which would leave him at, like, I think $3.7 million, maybe $3.4 million on his contract for the next, what, two years, three years? Yeah. So, I mean, ever since he left Tampa, it hasn't been good. Yeah, he kind of he was kind of the effect of um, well, I wouldn't say completely, but he just had a certain chemistry of Kucherov and Stamkos. They're like, this guy's not going to replicate it. Like on New York, no, that's not happening. I kind of I a part of me kind of thought, hey, maybe, and I, I don't want to sound, I don't think this is racist, but I kind of thought that maybe he would go with Artemi Panarin and Pavel Buchnevich. I kind of thought that would have happened. <laughs> the all-Russian like, line. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's you know what I said, but you get what I mean. I'm not being yeah. that, that guy, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, I kind of thought that would have happened, but uh, it, it never you know, fabricated, and now he's out in Ottawa, so... Good luck. Now he gets to go and play with an Isimov. <laughs> nice. It's going to be fun. Nice. I don't know why. I don't know why Ottawa picked that up either. Uh, it's like it's such a weird trade because I think the Mestikov actually played decent with New York so far this season, and I, yeah. I, the only reason I can really fathom their, this trade for New their York, two games. yeah, but like the only reason I can really fathom this for New York is because of that cap dump. But they they kept seven hundred fifty k of it for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's that's what I mean. It's a weird trade. It's like uh, why? I don't, <laughs> for both I don't, teams, kind yeah, of. Yeah, why are you? Why would you want that? And why Nick would Ebert you, and a 2021 for fourth. I hope Nick Ebert becomes the next big thing. Yeah, because he was a former <laughs> Dallas star. And that's what's going to happen. Well, it's too late for him now. All right, let's go to the other conference in the Eastern. The let's, Metropolitan. Uh, let's start at the top and work our way to the bottom. Carolina the Hurricanes. Carolina Hurricanes, the bunch of jerks. And so far, I'm right. I predict them to win the Metro Division. So far, that's looking pretty good. All three games have gone uh, overtime or more, overtime or shootout, but it's looking pretty good for them. Yeah, I like watching Slavin. I think Slavin is uh, a really – he's one of the top defensemen for me. Uh, I love watching him. I think Ajo is doing really well. I like my all, my all-time favorite player, Nino Niederreiter, El Nino. Yeah. My, my boy, the guy who had, one point, yeah. he had one point in 51 games with the Islanders and was traded. Yeah. <laughs> I will never forget that season. <laughs> that was the best season. That was the worst best season I've ever seen out of a player. <laughs> One point, fifty one games, just absolute just, legend. Just a chugger. Uh so yeah. Uh Carolina, three 0 Good for them. They have eleven goals for Eagles against three differential. Beautiful. Uh, Washington, Washington's about to get their their sniffer back, but they are two zero and one right now, and that's without Kuznetsov. And Kuznetsov is on two of my fantasy teams, and guess what, buddy? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> it's about to go down. Yeah, I think they got a lot better <laughs> with Kuznetsov coming back. Not sure. that not that Lars Eller hasn't been decent. I just think Lars Eller is a third line player. And that's what it is. So once they get their real second line, first line center back, uh, they'll be better. So I, ju- I just love that Washington will get Kuznetsov back right when they're about to play Dallas two times because of course. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's get to let's get to the exciting team now. New York Rangers. <laughs> yeah, baby, two and zero start. I'm so freaking happy for them. Yes, you did play Senators. That was all fine and dandy. You played a team that didn't have a defense in the Winnipeg Jets, but I'm really excited for how this team has played so far. Yeah, Mika's been a Jet who has just decided to be caught himself, and especially versus Ottawa, which was the most funny part. And New York plays like five games total, or like six or seven games in October. It's really weird, but so far it's been great what we've seen from them. We won't, when we're gonna get like a true sample size for them until like November and December. But say ten they're games. Exci- yeah, ten. they're an exciting team. I think if you're gonna judge a team, like really, really judge a team, I think ten games is a fair mark. Like yeah. once once you reach over ten games, you usually played like. Like I would say six on the six at home, maybe six away kind of thing. So it's a little bit even now. Uh, I do like watching New York, and I think. And what sucks is that uh, I didn't pick up Zabinajad in any of my leagues, and I am beating Ooh. my head. And I knew <laughs> I should have. I knew I should have when I when I saw he was playing with Panera, and I'm like, hmm, that's right. And then he got seventy four last last year, not playing with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you idiot. So imagine if Zuccarello was on this team, Zuc. Zabinijad and Panarin, how dirty would that have oh been? Oh my gosh! I don't know how New York didn't re-sign Zuccarello though. Like I don't know. I I wouldn't mm. pay that contract. They already they already had some really? cap issues. You don't think you would have? I would have paid. How much did he get paid? Six he got, million. He got like five years, six million oh, for how not... he's he's played for how he's played in Minnesota so far. <laughs> eh. Yeah, but how has Minnesota played so far? <laughs> well, I think he's been a reason why. That's that's you, that's a T. Do you think so? That's a oh. T. All right. Well, yeah. New York, anyway, New York. All right. Get your uh, Capo Caco stuff out of the way. All right. So Capo Caco has been okay. It's been pretty okay. Now, right now, the Colorado leader for me is Victor Olafson, as it should be. And I've I've seen some people be really surprised by the Calder race, as they should. I mean, Jack Hughes has been just okay. Capo Caco has just been okay. Kale McCarr is, is somebody that a lot of people expect to be great, and he has been great so far. He's really the only unexpected guy up there. But, or expected guy up there. But Capo Caco is interesting because he has a situation where it's, it will be even harder to succeed. Yes, he does have some decent line mates when he's on the power play and stuff, but even his strength, he gets to play with center Ryan Strom. I'm not sure if you're going to win the Calder Trophy with that. I'm not sure if you'll get called up or something, maybe put in Buchnevich place down the line, which would be nasty. But right now, it's it's just not working. He's gotten some great power play looks. He's gotten some decent opportunities that he's kind of had to make himself because he has, again, Ryan Strom as his freaking center. But right now, it's not looking great that he'll look, win the Calder. But yeah, New York games. is winning anyways. Yeah, again, it's two games in. He's also the only really offensive outlook. And it kind of seems like they've been for- like not forcing him passes, but it feels like there's been points of his game where it's like he's getting thrown passes and he doesn't know what to do with it yet. So yeah. he's just, he's just kind of forcing it down the boards. And I'm not 100% sure Ryan Strom knows what system they're playing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 again, I'm not watching a complete New York. I'm not, like, sitting there and I know all their ins and outs in New York. I'm not going to say that. But it kind of seems like Ryan's, like, you can kind of tell when a player goes into the zone and kind of looks around and he kind of is just floating there in the middle of the ice if you play center. Yeah. And it seems like Kako's getting, he's getting cornered really fast. Now, whether that's on his own foot speed or his own kind of way, but I feel like he's looking for a guy to move down low. And his other line mate just isn't going there, so he'll try and force it to the middle, and Strom just isn't 
that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't know. It kind of seems like it's he's not really getting the best looks. But you know, if he gets if if Buchnevich moves down or he moves up, you know, we'll see. I mean, I think he just needs to play with a center that can open up a little bit more space for him, especially because he is a younger player and they need to get adjusted to the NHL speed. And if mm-hmm. he gets if he gets a little bit more space, I think he could do more with it. And that's just with any player, obviously. But when you're playing with a you know, two world class players in Sabinajad and you no know, Panarin, uh, the space is going to open up. <laughs> so, so that's uh, that's New York. Anything else on New York? No, nope, just Kakko will get better. Trust me. I love Tony D'Angelo, by the way. Good guy. He's awesome. Uh, all right, let's go to Philadelphia. Philadelphia no, he, played. No segue. D'Angelo oh. is a Flyers fan. Is he really? Yeah, he's grew, he grew up in Philly, if I believe. No, well, yeah, Philly's only played one game. It was against the Blackhawks. They won. Konecki's amazing. You won't see him for another three days now. <laughs> yeah, that's the takeaway. Konecki is freaking elite. If you don't believe that already, then you're done. Yeah, he just danced over Duncan Keith, and I and I <laughs> and I, I was that was a sad game. <laughs> that was a real sad game. <laughs> we'll talk about when we get to the Blackhawks. I'll talk about it a little bit about it, but that was that was there a great that was a great game for Philadelphia. Made them look real good. <laughs> uh, let's go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is falling apart. As we speak, as we speak, everybody is injured. Everybody's dying. Besides Jack Johnson, who actually hasn't been terrible. <laughs> Jack Johnson has not been terrible, but everything else for Pittsburgh has been terrible. What world do we live in with Jack Johnson? Jack Johnson's all right. Yeah, he's actually <laughs> Yeah, before the season starts, we need to get rid of him, move him out of town. We hate him. Now, fast forward two games. Jack Johnson saves the Penguins' season. Jack Watch. Johnson's Jack Johnson world saver. <laughs> Hall of Famer Jack Johnson. <laughs> he just sounds like a guy that's gonna come in there. He just like he brings like a legit like work pail or those lunch pails, and like yeah. he eats his he eats like a sandwich that his wife made him every after every game or something like that. <laughs> I don't think he's been that good. I think he's been better than every everybody else. Yeah. Which I mean, I don't think the Penguins have been horrible. Again, they played two games. So. Yeah, I think the first game was like, oh, what are you doing? The second game, they just scored a bunch, and you know, it was against Columbus, who couldn't stop a puck for the life of them. Elvis so. Merlickens is not that great. <laughs> yeah, poor Elvis. So there's, I don't know that they're they're pretty much one of the teams that I'm just like, yeah, two games is way too much to think. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're gonna need like a fifty game sample before I even get a gauge on them. Well, I mean, we're. I'm only saying that because they've only played two games. They're also going to be missing Malkin for a month. We don't know what uh, Bukestad is going to be out for. Do we know yet or no? Uh, he was so it was said that Malkin will be Malkin and Bukestad will be out longer term. Malkin will be out longer, but we heard that Mike Sullivan said we heard from Mike Sullivan that Malkin was not season ending. So Malkin maybe around like February March, maybe Bukestad, maybe New Whoa. Year's. Whoa! I heard that Malkin was coming back in a month. What? That's that's what I heard. It was from one of the Penguins beat writers. I I was looking at it before. I don't, I may be wrong. He may have just said that. I thought he was oh. coming back within a month. Well, uh, it, I get I imply that because he said it's not season ending that it's serious, but not enough to go right. for the whole season. That's just a, that's still such a huge blow, man. I mean, Malkin. Yeah. I, I know he's getting up there, but I will say it's kind of ironic. I'm not a Malkin fan by any means. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I really don't like Malkin, and. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say it, man. You uh, 
when you talk about how you know making up excuses for a bad season last year, and you come to the season you get injured, like, hey man, like that happens. What are you gonna say next year? You're gonna be 34, and you're gonna be like, well, if I didn't get injured, it's like, all right, well, yeah, talk to Crosby about that. Like, <laughs> I, I know, I don't get me wrong, I feel bad. I've got injured yeah. like that. Like I've, like I, I understand pain, <laughs> but like, you know, I'm just saying. Like what comes around goes around sometimes, and if you're gonna blame everyone else on your team and you know try and say that you you didn't do good because of this this and that, you just didn't play good. Like hey, now you don't get the chance to play good. So yeah, again, I understand pain. I'm not saying that, oh he deserves to get injured. I'm just saying that when you when you talk about that stuff, sometimes things happen to you. You know. I'm just oh, yeah. saying my prediction right now for Pittsburgh missing the playoffs is looking pretty good right now. I thought they were going to miss the playoffs too. So, yeah. I we are both correct. <laughs> uh, let's <laughs> right go to now. the Islanders. Yeah, for right now. Until they all get healthy. And they all until the Crosby somehow pulls no, his back. <sighs> until Jack Johnson. <laughs> yeah, that's the true MVP. All right, uh, let's go to the Islanders. Islanders are 1-1-0. One, one oh. Yes. Yep, they're a team. They so, are uh, definitely a hockey team. They're yeah. a hockey team. Played pretty well versus the Jets, I will say. So is apparently everyone else. <laughs> and, uh, and also, in that game, I just wanted to shout out Anthony Potato, who got an assist for the Jets. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, I feel like the Jets have played everybody in the league already. <laughs> They've only played yeah. three games. <laughs> they got knocked around by everybody <laughs> in three games. Uh, all right, so yeah, the Islanders. I don't really have much to say about the Islanders. They're not yet. Yeah, uh, let's go to Columbus. Columbus is one, two, and zero. Oh. They just won their first game tonight, knocking mm-hmm. off the Buffalo Sabers. So, yeah, their goaltending's not looking good. Yeah, that was my main takeaway from their first few games. I Corpus always is looked okay, but Elvis Merz looking's a lot of people who were hyping him up to be this starter. Are not looking too smart right now. Now he had a solid season in the NLA. He's been great in the NLA for a while. But I, I was looking at a lot of people saying that Elvis Merzlikens might be like the savior for the Columbus Blue Jackets. He might lead them to the playoffs. And I, I just never really got the hype for him. I always liked him because he's Latvian. He has this crazy mer- name like Merzlikens. Who, like, what even is this? He's like but, an ancient dragon. Yeah, basically. I mean, I was Merce rooting him from Lickens. the start. I was Merce rooting Lickens him from the, the start right there. The fire-breathing leprechaun. Well, too bad that leprechaun can't stop pucks. Oof, just yeah, saying. true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will just say that I know I'm not the all end-all be-all, but if I've never heard of a goaltender, chances are they're probably not that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, and I watch a lot of hockey, and, I, and I'm really into the, all the hockey stuff. If I haven't heard of a goaltender... Uh, yeah, I I don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> like, I think you could have got anybody as your backup this this offseason. Like, even on waivers, anybody you could have got Dom Doming. I think Doming's better than him. That's not yeah. Saying the thing that. is with Columbus, they might as well have taken a risk. I don't. I don't. I'm not going against them for taking well, a risk on that guy. Been... But like, I I I don't get the hype for him. That's why. I, I think yeah, but why take a decent. risk? I don't understand the whole well, risk. Well, Columbus because they're kind of in a weird mode right now they have all the guys lost i don't know what they're they're trying to make the playoffs one of the worst rosters in the nhl i don't know yeah i have no idea what they're doing all right uh well that's columbus last but not least new jersey you have some explaining to do yep i called it the devils would not make the playoffs and 
uh, well, it's not obviously confirmed at this point, but I don't know. They, they've been very, 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 very not good. <laughs> they've been mediocre at best, and... Uh, I really, I'm a, I'm a big Corey Schneider fan. I really hope that he comes back and he's doesn't get hurt again. Yeah. But I mean, that first game when they're playing and he overextends his groin, and he's had that issue prior. And if you can't extend your groin, you can't play goalie. Yeah. Like you, if you can't make a lateral move where you can't move your, and you're scared to do the splits as an NHL goalie, you shouldn't be a goalie. You shouldn't do it. And if, and potentially that can mess up how you walk, that can mess up how for the rest of your life, not just for a couple months, that can mess up for the rest of your life. And he's young enough, and he's only thirty four, or thirty five. He can walk away, and with how long he's been out and how many he's had, what two surgeries now, on his groin. Uh, I want to see him come back. I do. I want to see him come back. I want to see him have a good season. I really like Corey Schneider, but if you're out there and you're scared to do your job, but you're, it's kind of like being, it's like being a firefighter and you have a broken arm. Like you're scared to go into a fire, but you have to do it. Like, no, you should not go do that because you're going to hurt the rest of your team. You're going to hurt yourself potentially and people die. (laughs) And and, uh, and the person that's going to die here is uh, Taylor Hall. (laughs) Yeah, he's gonna he's just gonna resurrect on a different team. Yeah, he's gonna go somewhere else. So, uh, I it sucks. I want I, I'm more of a Corey Schneider fan than I'm a New Jersey fan, but you know, with how they've played, you give up a four goal lead to the Jets the other night. Yeah, you the next game you come out, you have Mackenzie Blackwood, and you lose seven to two to the. Buffalo Sabres, and that game you looked absolutely horrible. Um, I, I mean, you're a Subban guy, right? I would say though, I want, I'm gonna give some. I'm gonna give Subban some credit. He has good done good offensively, but it's kind of the same issue that he had in Nashville last year, where the defense kind of fell behind because of that. I'm not gonna place the blame on Subban because I think the rest of the Jersey defense was kind of the worst trash I've ever seen, but. I think Zubin has been decent. But I also want to shine light on the fact with Schneider, if that injury is indeed something that might put him out for a long term or they might might have to fight through, just don't, man. Like, we saw how big of an impact Marty Brodeur at the tail end of his career gave Schneider when he was really bringing up of New Jersey after he was traded from Vancouver. If Corey Schneider is really that banged up and he's he's hurting playing out there, just maybe not maybe just retire maybe just be a some maybe just be like a coach or a consultant from the devils yeah and maybe just coach blackwood who right now might just be the future for new jersey in goaltending he could do the same thing that brudor did to him and mentor him the right way i don't know i i feel like for brudor it might i don't think it's going to be the end but if it is the end for him I think that might be the smartest decision. And also, I've seen a lot of Devils fans go against John Hines, their head coach, which I, I've been I've been kind of baffled by some of his moves, and you got to place a little bit of blame there. It's not been a good start. Yes, they've only played two games, but a lot of people said they'd be the offseason champions, and that hasn't worked out too well. They played first Philadelphia, then Edmonton and Boston, but right now they got to prove themselves again. 
Oh, all right. Well, there you go. That's the Eastern Conference race. And I know people are going to be like, what a hypocrite saying he feels bad for Corey Schneider. But, but <laughs> if you Malkin, he can, he can F off. Yeah, all right. That bad Russian. How yeah, dare he? How dare he? Yeah, no, I don't. Get uh, injured. Get injured. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel that way. You get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go to the Western Conference. Uh, Central or Pacific? Central. And we'll start with the Blues, who are good. All right. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, I'm done with talking about the Blues. <laughs> As a Stars fan, I can agree. Get out of here. Yep. Stop Blues it. won tonight. They beat the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto. Uh, yep. So they are 2-0-1. They are the top team in the Central. So... <sighs> They don't look bad. They don't really look super good either. I don't know. They look okay. Bennington has gotten off to a good start. I will give them that. Yeah, I think they've looked like a pretty okay team. Yeah. You know, like I don't, I don't really <laughs> think they're they're amazing. I just don't think they're all that great either. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you'll notice the theme in the Central up there. A lot of the teams haven't played a bunch of games, so you have the Avalanche at second place who've only played two, but their two games have been pretty good. Yeah, I like I like Colorado. I think they're Oh yeah, can you you've explained it on your channel or you've explained it in people. Now I need to hear it in voice. Your thoughts on Miko Rantanen. All right. So, well, I think we've gone into this before, but Miko Rantanen is a great player. Um, what did you call him before for all the people who are new? Overrated. Okay, you called him overrated and you said that he was bad. No. And you said that I think he I smells. think I think it was like back like three months ago. I said he was average. You said I, you said he couldn't hold a stick to you. Yes, I am a much better and far superior hockey player. Yep, there you go. You've heard 100%, it here. 100%. Now, that, now you're changed thoughts on him. Please take that into context completely. Yes, okay. but please with Ransonen, can we stop saying he's near McKinnon's level? He's not. He's a great player, and I've gone a lot. I've warmed up to him more obviously in the past couple of months than i used to i think i used to say he was an average player i think he's a great player super valuable for the Colorado avalanche but that does not make him a superstar that does not make him a top 10 winger because he's not perfect if, comparison is uh milan hey duke to joe Sackett. because I, I could see that i could see that in in that he's a better milan hey duke but he's definitely not better than than joe Sackett. And he would, and he will be right underneath. Like he'll be two ticks underneath him. I've seen, I've seen so many Avalanche fans just protect him like he's as good as Nathan McKinnon because he's he a big player. Because be. he's a big yeah. guy, he holds the puck well. They, they, when, whenever, and this is a guy. I might be insulting people, but who, who <laughs> people who watch hockey who are just kind of average watchers. I mean, normal to average watchers who are going to be on Twitter defending yeah. the team whenever they see a bigger guy do things that he does they're gonna be like wow nobody can do that you know what i'm saying like so yeah. it's a little bit more eye candy it's an eye candy kind of thing when you yeah. see a when you, like I've he, I know. he's an eye candy player i won't deny that he can make plays that'll make you go wow but yeah, and that's why people are how they are yeah wrong <laughs> i would agree with that yeah <laughs> all right the national predators <laughs> All right, National Predators. Yeah, so one and one. Um, Matt Duchesne, how are you? <laughs> Matt Duchesne, man, holy crap! They they won versus the Wild. Nothing to take there too much because it's the Wild, and they lost versus the Detroit. So I'm not sure what to make of them right now. They're one of those teams that has to make, play some more games, but Matt Duchesne, man, 
Man, Matthew Shane's been so good. He loves playing there. I mean, he has yeah. five, he has five assists through two games. Him and Philip Forsberg look really awesome together. It's like he was made to play in Nashville. Yeah, I mean, even Victor Arvidsson too. I've told you, man. I told you Victor Arvidsson is gonna get forty four. I said I said like forty five points in our pre in our preseason kind of thing. I said he was gonna get like forty to forty five goals, and he has two in two games. And him playing on a line with Duchesne, uh, yeah, he can he might get it. He might get it. Uh, I've been I've been an Arvidsson fan since the Cup run 2017. He's absolutely brilliant. I mean, he unfortunately last year he was injured, and he was on pace for like he 50 still got, goals. He or something. still got 34 goals in like how many? Yeah. He, dude, like he played, four, dude, he, he played, played 53 games and he had yeah, 34 goals. It was insane. Dude, he was absolutely fantastic. I know because I had him in fantasy and it was very yeah. fun. Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh! Every time he played, help! It was great. Uh, so yeah, I'm yeah. a big Arvidsson fan. I do, I do want to see that line continue, and if and if Matthew Shane can uh, keep putting up points, which I picked him up on fantasy for free, and uh, he's doing amazing. So Matthew go. Shane, uh, let's go. Winnipeg Jets. What is happening? The Winnipeg Jets do not have a defense, and they are playing like it. <laughs> they have ten goals for fourteen goals against. Oh do they have gosh. the? Do they have the most? I'm gonna look up league wise. Do they have the most goals against and goals for? Let's see. Probably. Goals for no. Toronto has. Of course, it's Toronto. Well, yeah, of course. Of course. So they have Toronto. But Toronto's also played the most games. Um, yeah. Toronto has sixteen goals goals for, and uh, yeah, so they have thirteen goals against. But then Winnipeg, uh, Winnipeg has ten. Then uh, I don't know what to make of the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, but Winnipeg has the most goals against them. They have fourteen. <laughs> Makes sense. So yeah, I don't know, man. They they are. I mean, Villiagnola is looking pretty great, but besides that, uh... and Hellebeck might not be their starter now. Bersuah uh... <laughs> might Bersois be the guy. Might be the guy. Um... Man. Connor Hellebuck, as a Team USA fan, it sucks to see Connor Hellebuck go like that, but at least we have John Gibson. Oof, imagine if he's that. really that bad and they have this contract for the next, like, six Man. years. I'm... I remember when people were saying that contract was a steal and Connor oh, Hellebuck is, I... like, a top... I remember all the takes of Connor Hellebuck being, like, a top five, top three goaltender. It was insane. Well, like, which he was back in like 2018, but now it's, uh... I didn't even think he was then. I think he had like for every three games he had good, he had like one two horrible game. Exactly. I didn't have him as a, as one of my top ten goaltenders back then because I thought he needed to prove himself, and he has done everything but since that season they made the playoffs and was that fantastic team that rose to the occasion. Yeah, one and done, baby, one and done. All right, uh, let's get to uh, Chicago. Just you, you can. Continue. Yeah, Chicago's played one game and it was over in Prague and they sucked. They, <laughs> All right, sweet. Now on to the Minnesota. <laughs> they were so bad. <laughs> bad. Did you watch any of that? Like I, I saw some clips like oh, about the Alex my... Nylander goal, which was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, Nylander, good. I'm glad Nylander got on the board. Like Patrick Kane was the only reason they were even in that game. <laughs> like they lost four to three to the to the Flyers, but like Duncan Keith got the got worked. His pants fell off because Konecki did the in-between-the-legs dig and just squint yeah, backhand so, on Crawford. So good. Uh, Dennis, um, I, forget his other, I forget his last name, um, he, one of the rookie defensemen on the Blackhawks, whiffed on the pass to his to his partner on the left side of the ice, tried then to shove it through the neutral zone, missed that pass, gets it turned over, and Konecki scores again. And keep in mind, <laughs> all four of these goals, I believe, were on Crawford's glove hand. 
So it wasn't a great game for Crawford. Uh, the Blackhawks were just man. They looked like they looked like last year's Blackhawks, like the beginning of last year's Blackhawks. We were not good. They're yeah. not good. So the they play on Thursday. I'm going to that game against the Sharks. Sharks haven't been playing all the good. Sharks play in the next couple of days, so we'll see what happens. Potentially, we might have two winless teams going against each other. So, Sweet. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope that the Blackhawks figure, figure it out. I hope they bring up Boquist. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's the Blackhawks for you. Alex Nylander might actually be a top six forward. Looking pretty good. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Minnesota. So the Minnesota Wild are a hockey team <laughs> that is a bad hockey team, and they are um, playing hockey. This what's season. your What's your What's your problem with Zuccarello? Okay, I've seen I've seen a, a good chunk of Minnesota. I don't know what it is with Matt Zuccarello. He just is not playing good to me. He just has been kind of. He hasn't been because I think he's been noticeable. It's just been he hasn't. Hasn't been able to bear his chances, or just he hasn't been productive by himself. Which in Dallas he was the complete opposite. He didn't have to be carried by anybody. But in Minnesota, it seems like it's the opposite. I mean, it's it is two games of the season. He it is a new team, but he just like perfectly gelled Dallas like it's, one dude, second it's into the shift. Man. I think it's different. You have a you have you're going from a Dallas squad that you have, and and you watch a lot of Dallas, so I may be completely wrong on this, but you have. Dallas squad. I'm only going off of what I'm thinking on the roster. You have defense that can move it up quicker. You have defense who are light who are light of feet, right? They could at least skate. Yeah. Well, and, on the Minnesota though, you have Matt Dumba, who's a great who? offensive defenseman. Jared Spurgeon is decent. Ryan Suter is good offensively. Not really. And, I mean, like I'm talking, but they're different players. How they make it yeah. up the ice, like how how they do their offense is different. How Dallas does their offense. Yeah, and Minnesota's obviously defensively. Like, they, but they're slower. That's what I'm saying. Like they're yeah. slower. Maybe not Dumba, but Spurgeon slower. Suter is 35 years old. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and I don't even know who their other who their other defenseman is. Nate Prosser, <laughs> like Brodeen is just defense. Brodeen. Brodeen can't even make a pass. Like, uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that's completely on you know Zuccarello, but it's also yeah. like or on the team, but it's also not completely on Zuccarello. And he's only one guy. It's not like he was like a, like a hundred point player anyway. Yeah. Like, uh, I just think that. You know, oh, speaking of Zuccarello too, which I wanted to get to, uh, we'll get your Paul Fenton news of the week. By the way, Ooh. so apparently, when I looked up Paul Fenton, the first thing that comes up is a season preview by Dan Myers on Minnesota Wild. It's a Zuccarello eager for new beginning in Minnesota. So while reading through this article, apparently, apparently, Zuccarello signed. Obviously, he signed with the Wild. But he never met with GM Paul Fenton. Before, former GM. Former GM Paul Fenton before signing with the team. Have you seen that? No. I haven't seen that where the player hasn't even met with the GM and he signs a contract. What? <laughs> he was like he was like give me that money i don't even care yeah that's like that's the definition of all right he was the wild were the highest bidders and he was just (laughs) like he wasted he wasted no time like i'm not even gonna risk it this team is so (laughs) done to sign this exactly i'm not even gonna risk he's gotta he's gotta get that money in quick while paul fenton is there yeah oh boy so yeah that's your little paul fenton news of the week he never even met with his with the biggest free agent signing (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and you wonder why he was fired (laughs) 
So there's your Paul Fenton. But yeah, Zuccarello is a guy. I wish he was on New York right now. I think he would be really good, and I think they could use him. I don't know. I'm a big, I like Zuccarello. He's a good guy in the community. Blah, blah, blah. Good player. All right, let's get to your team. The Dallas Stars are O. Three and O oh, and yes. like and like all good jokes, they come in threes. They played three games. They've lost three games. They are negative three differential in goals because they've scored six goals and they've allowed nine. If you add three plus three, they equal six. If you add three three times, that equals nine. Sweet. And they're on a three game losing streak. This team is garbage. This team is. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And they've okay. only scored three goals in their last game against the Trojans. <laughs> so, the Boston game was fine. You know, it was a great defense, a great team that just won the Stanley Cup final. It was, it was okay. The Dallas Stars had some good chances. They were unlucky, and Ben Bishop was still solid. That was a fine loss. I'll take that. I wasn't in full panic mode. The St. Louis game comes. We have a two to one lead. The Stars are playing meh. And then it just decides to all fall apart because some reasons, because St. Louis Blues. And that's fine. Because, again, they were the Stanley Cup champions. They're a good team. Starting off 0-2, that's, that's, that's fine. Okay? We'll get back. We have our next, the next opponent is the Detroit Red Wings, right? We'll get the win there. The next game versus the Detroit Red Wings was about the worst game I the most frustrating, confusing, weird game I think I have seen in like a two years for Dallas. This was <laughs> this was a game that Dallas didn't deserve to win the first minute of the game. They just allowed Detroit to have their way. Then da- or, then Dallas scored two, which was two off ice rushes that just decided Rupe Hunt decided to be amazing and Tyler Singer of a great move. But besides that, Dallas was playing badly. The offense was shriveling ben was invisible radulov was nowhere to be found pavelski was just trying things for the sake of trying things klingberg was in the box for like two thousand times heiskanen was pretty good though to be fair but the dallas stars just decided to let the detroit red wings handle the game from this puck drop all the way down to the end of the game kudobin was solid he wasn't bad he wasn't he wasn't entirely fantastic either but I just want to say one takeaway. Rupe Heinz is the best forward on this team. And it's not... From the way from the first three games this season, Rupe Heinz is the best Dallas Stars forward. And, and it's not close. And guess who picked them up on fantasy for the free? <laughs> good, the good decision, though. Good decision. Because he's going to score like... He's going to score like 50 goals. 50, not 50 goals. 50 points. He's going to have a great year. But it's not funny how... I, I thought that Rupe was going to have a great year. But not the expense of him being the best Dallas Stars forward. I didn't want that. I didn't want that. Yes, it is no three start, and the Dallas Stars can still come back. But they play Washington, then Calgary, and then Washington with Kuznetsov back in. And I don't want to push the panic button yet, but I want to put push the panic button yet. Because nothing on this team besides Rupe Heinz and some Miro Heiskanen has worked. Jimmy Ben has done nothing. He's been invisible. Bavelski, a guy who everybody thought would score, I thought would score another 40 goals of Klingberg on the power play, has has just j- not been the opposite of Zuccarello in Dallas. Hasn't gel- gelled whatsoever. Radulov, who was a big part of this team offense last year, has really been invisible, I would say, too. Tyler Seguin's been okay, but just everything. It hasn't worked yet. And I, it's, the, it's the epitome of an overreaction for the first three games. I know that. But I just need to see more from them. I, I want to call this team garbage because they played like garbage in the pa- in the first three games. But 
I don't even know what to make of them anymore. Wow, that was uh, that was intense. Yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I agree with everything you said. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dallas hasn't been that good. I can So you're obviously the biggest Dallas Stars fan I know, and so what's up with Jamie Ben? Is he like not a top six forward anymore? What? Okay. So here's where I spill the tea. Jamie Ben is my favorite player in the NHL, and it'll always be that way. But Jamie Ben has not played like a top six winger since 2017, I would say. It just hasn't worked. He got that 79-point season back in 2017, and it just dropped. Last year, he got 55 points, yes, but or like 45, 55 or something, 54. But he just wasn't effective. He wasn't productive. He had chance after chance after chance throughout the year to really get up to that elite level that Sagan, Rajlov were producing at, but just never wanted to, and it just was evident. He didn't want to play offense. He just wanted to be the veteran guy, and that's fine. He's a leader. He's a good captain, I still think, but he just doesn't lead an offense anymore, and it hasn't been that way for a long time. The Jamie Benn that I fell in love with was this crazy guy that could do everything. He could score. He could beat you with defense. He could beat you and punch you in the face, too, but Right now, he can only really fight when he gets frustrated, and it's been happening a lot more recently because he can't score a freaking point. Yeah, I mean, I agree, and I you don't think just last year wasn't just a bad year? I mean, like, I mean, 53 I mean, he points. Sta- he started out like he's he's on, on track to have another year like that. He's It'll get better. I don't think Jimmy Ben is going to have, like, a 10-point season, obviously, but I, I don't know. I, I think there's decline there offensively. His skill, like, he, the skill that he had, he won an Art Ross like four years ago. It's not that long. He's just, it, it doesn't seem like there's too much of a will to get up to that elite level anymore, which is a shame. Yeah, I saw that with him too. I, and you're hoping that his penalty minutes don't go up because that's usually a sign of a player not being able to keep up with uh, the speed of the game. And uh, it kind of seems like he hasn't really, not saying he's the, he was never the fastest fleet of foot either. He's never, he hasn't adapted yeah. to the speed. And that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, and, I, and it only gets worse from here. So unless he decides to change how he plays or, you know, and yeah. it's hard to do when you're at this point and you're the captain, what what else can you do from there? But uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I hope that he gets over. I, th- I think he can get 30 goals. I hope he can. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's move on to the next team on this on this the list, Pacific though, Division. which would be the Pacific Division. We're here, baby. We are here. So uh, let's start at Vegas. Vegas is two zero and zero. They've uh, they've won against the Sharks twice. They've beat them twice. It's looking pretty great. I mean, I saw a lot of both of those games. San Jose looked terrible. Vegas just pummeled them in every single category. I just want to say, Mark Stone, I'm 100 percent right. Uh, I had him in the top three in my Hart Trophy predictions. He's gonna he's gonna win the Hart Trophy. He is. He's he gonna is win going the Hart to win Trophy, the, really? He, yeah, he wow. he is. He, I've I've watched. Like more than I should, Mark Stone in Vegas. Even more than I watched in Ottawa. I, I he's just such a good player, man. All around, I don't think there's a better winger in the NHL. There's I don't think there's a debate. And I think he's maybe might be the most the and most complete forward in the NHL. Maybe just maybe he's the best defensive winger. He has offense that can beat you in any way. And now he's actually getting the opportunity to play with elite teammates, not just Matt Duchesne only in Ottawa. 
on that power play, you have you have uh, Nate Schmitz, you have Shea Theodore, who was criminally underrated, and you have Jonathan March. So you have Car- you have Carlson, you have all these guys on Vegas that he can play with, and he has an opportunity to really show what he is. If he can stay healthy, I think he's getting ninety points easily. He could reach a hundred, I think. He really is that good. And in his first couple of games, he's proved me right in that. He's just been dominant. He hasn't had like he hasn't had like the best games of his career in the first couple of games, but he's just been great in both of them. If he continues that streak, if he keep continues doing that, I think he'll be up there. Well, all right, man. There you go. There's your Vegas update. Uh, there you An- go. Anaheim is also two and zero, even though they're not playing uh, Maxine Comtois and Stam Steele. I picked them up on fantasy, and they decided to not play them. It's so, John Gibson, man. It is John Gibson's show. He's so, so freaking good. Yeah, they've also scored five goals, and they have two against. <laughs> so if you want to put two and two together, John Gibson is a goaltender who is good. Yes, he's very good. And also that defense, I mean, it's pretty good. Lindholm has rebounded quite well so far. Cam Fowler hasn't been bad which he kind of was last year. And they're not injured anymore. There were so many injuries of guys like Kashe, Raquel, who were so pivotal to that team. Kashe is going to have a great year. Yep, I'm on that train. Sure. Yeah, I, so good. I thought that I, I did pick Anaheim as one of my top. I thought they might even win the division. <laughs> so Whoa, I've n- I haven't heard that. I know I, I knew some people that I had them like right below the playoffs, but I, I never seen anybody put them as number one. That's I kind of had them because I kind of didn't think Vegas was going to be all that well. I kind of I kind of yeah. I kind of didn't think San Jose was gonna. I thought their run was kind of done. I mean, the rest of the division is is you know if you look at it, Edmonton, Calgary, Los Angeles, Arizona. Vancouver, like, ah, uh, okay. And I think Anaheim's the only team that legit had everybody injured. And even prior to that, they couldn't really score. But now that they have a lot of these young guys coming up with, like, Sam Steele had, like, 14 points in 21 games last year. Yeah. Uh, Comtois had, like, 7 and 10 before he was sent down and got, when he got injured, he got sent down. So I kind of was like, all right, well, they have two young guys. They also have Jones coming up. They got rid of Perry. Their guys are healthy. He got Lindholm. You know, you got Fowler, who's going to have a better season. Um, and then they have John Gibson, who just doesn't lose games unless they, they force him to. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's why I just kind of felt like they could win the division here because I don't know any other team that's, I mean, besides Vegas, right, that is yeah. uh, comparable to what they have. So but. Uh, honestly, the Ducks have gone. I see. I saw um, a lot of people saying <laughs> in my. I, I remember in my season predictions, I had Anaheim over um, the Vancouver Canucks, and I had so many comments saying, "Well, why, why are you putting the Anaheim Ducks over the Canucks? Then the Canucks had a great offseason. The Ducks were terrible last year." And people don't realize that the Ducks are actually a decent hockey team when everybody. He's actually healthy. Well, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say they're decent. I mean, they can't score for a lick, but they also defend really well. So, and that also helps when you have one of the best goaltenders in the league. So, if you have a good defense yeah. and a team that can essentially score, you maybe one or two goals, but that's all you really need. Yeah, I think you can go. You'll make the playoffs. Will you win the cup? Probably not, but you'll be a team that's a playoff contender. <laughs> so, I want to say that Michael Delzato. And also, you have Derek Grant and Cam Fowler with, the, with three goals for Anaheim season so far. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I know I make it seem like really, I'm describing this team like, oh, I could, I could agree with you. Like, I'm just saying they can't score a lot of goals either. Like, and unless, unless these guys pull, unless they pull up the other guys and Sam Steele come becomes healthy and they bring up Comtois and Jones becomes great, like they're not gonna score a lot. But they also have John Gibson. And they also have a really good defense. So, am I surprised that they're two and zero right now? Not really. Am I surprised at scoring? Yeah, nope. <laughs> <laughs> like. And that's it. If they finish within the first or second place in Pacific, I wouldn't be surprised. This team is... And I also believe in Ryan Getzloff being still an elite center. So uh, I don't know about elite, but he's, he's still pretty decent. If, if, <laughs> if a guy gets you over 70 points, like I think that's a better center than a lot of other guys have. Oh, well, yeah. So, but I mean, it, it depends if he's healthy. Okay, whatever. Top six center. Whatever. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go to a team that does, in fact, have a top six center. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Mike they Smith. They have a couple of decent players, yeah. Mike Smith is their best player. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, know, I hate how everybody is like, come on, Mike Smith is so good. Dude, he has an 892 save percentage. It's been one game. It's been one game. Yeah, he played one game versus Vancouver and, like, <laughs> And Jim Matheson is like, oh, oh he's the best goaltender in the world. Oh, the whole I don't know who's who's doing the commentating for Vancouver, but they're like, just look at how he protects the puck and look how he grabs it. He also had a penalty that game for going over the ice <laughs> for <laughs> handling the puck rock. <laughs> like he just makes things so much easier on the defense. Like, yeah, when he's giving up forty rebounds and like <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah, all right. Like he has the ability to when you shut out teams. And then, put for, again, proceed to have, like, the most awful stretch of games ever. <laughs> and he and for some reason, he keeps getting a job. <laughs> he has I an eight, 892 yeah. save percentage, and he's 38, 7 years old. It's a brilliant combo, isn't it? Like, what is what is that? All right, so, yeah, Dry Slider looks amazing, by the way. I have him in my fantasy league. He's awesome. There you go. He's awesome. He's shooting the puck a lot. He's blocking shots. He's scoring goals. He is one of my favorite players. I remember when I couldn't remember how to say his name. I was like, it's Dree. 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 Leon. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's just Leon. We'll go with that. Uh, Yeah, so Edmonton, they're a team, and somehow McDavid looks better. (laughs) It's it's insane, right? Like you, You think he can't look better, but he's somehow... Like he he broke himself last season, had surgery. <laughs> did they replace one of his robotic limbs with another one, like an enhanced? Did they replace him with the Terminator? It's a new upgrade. It's a it's a new leg 2.0. Yeah, leg 2.0. McDavid 2.0. Here we go. He's <laughs> he's Mecca McDavid. <laughs> Ultra McDavid. Ultra McDavid. Yeah, Super Saiyan three McDavid. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Calgary Flames, where we also have a new segment where we're gonna say something good about Milan Lucic. Every time we talk about the Calgary Flames and go over the standings, we're going to talk about Milan Lucic. So, Milan Lucic is a good leader in the locker room. He's a good leader. Um, yes. He has a good chin. Good chin. Ooh. Yes, I, yes. I think he has a good chin. I think he's, he's one a of ha- the, He's a handsome-looking man. He is. He has great eyebrows. Great eyebrows. Yes, um, yes, he's yes. leading the league in penalty minutes. Amazing. Amazing. Yep. That's what you're yep. paying for. Yep. You're paying for penalty minutes and truculence. He gives mm-hmm. a lot of that leadership. He he, he brings has, a he lot has of mass, leadership. a lot of mass, a lot of mass. That's good when you're in the way if you're in Calgary, <laughs> if you're in Calgary and it's cold, so you need to have yeah. mass. You can hug him and he'll <laughs> make hug. you warm. <laughs> and, he, and he's on the flame, so it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, one more good thing about Milan Lucic is he 
uses a bower stick. Ooh. So there is your Milan Lucic good news of the week. There you go. So there you go. So the Calgary Flames are one one, and that's it. <laughs> they... I don't. I don't know what to make of the Flames yet. They're a team that I'm gonna have to watch more games of. Again, I, I have them to miss the playoffs. The, the Flames. They I, they I, lost. They lost versus Colorado, a good team. Then they won versus Vancouver, a bad team. So I don't know. I think Mark Giordano is still really good. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't. Know. I don't think he'll win. I don't think he'll have another seventy-four point season, but. He could have another fifty point season and I don't I don't know. Does he get old? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Does that happen? He's like the anti Mike Smith. <laughs> also, before we get into the LA Kings, I want I well, I'll shout out the LA Kings before we get into them. They are fifth in the Pacific Division. That is about as high as they'll be throughout the rest of the season. Congratulations to them. They've only played one game. Congerts. <laughs> Congerts, the LA Kings. You guys you guys are doing your thing. <laughs> they they at least the scored five goals. Team? Are they the most boring team in the NHL this year? A hundred percent. Like they 100%. are the like hundred percent sure they are the team that nobody will care about. Like yeah, because like even for like teams that you think is the worst, like Detroit, Detroit or Ottawa, like they have players you can say, oh, you know, I I like that. I like they have a good future maybe. Well, LA has a great prospect pool, but you can't watch that with this team. Yeah, you know what kind of sucks. I kind of wish that LA had like a uh, who's who was good for a long. I, I wish they kind of had while well, they won two cups. They got Pittsburgh kind of thing where they were kind of good every year. Because I always like yeah. I always like hearing about the LA Kings. Like I like all the celebrity things they do. Like they had Ron Burgundy do a yeah. game for them. I like all the things that kind of come out of LA. And now that they kind of suck, it's like they're, they're, <laughs> they aren't getting any of that. Yeah, they're back to being just that team that had. They had like cool uniforms that nobody watched. <laughs> like you're not wrong. They should just bring back that little that little crown thing that they had before with the purple jerseys. And yes, I actually really. I mean, I liked I like all the jerseys. I mean, I don't, I'm not that, a big fan of just like the black and white all the time. But I like all I like their home jerseys they have now. I like their alternate jerseys. I think they have yeah, pretty the good. Yeah, the LA the LA Kings might like are honestly one of the few teams that might have a almost close to flawless jersey history i mean you can say all you want about the burger king jersey but i that's like a the burger beauty. king jersey it's I a like, beauty yeah I it's like, a beauty i think it's good I, the only jersey that i didn't like was their stadium series from 2013 yeah that one was but weird. i only didn't like that because i i really didn't like the emblem and when i bought it i was really disappointed because uh every every place that you if unless you got it from the store the they creased in the middle and uh, that was the only reason why I really and you can't really get it out because you can't really iron it. Yeah. So yeah, minor things. Um, another team that has pretty decent jerseys, in my opinion, uh, Arizona Coyotes are zero two. That's a good opinion. That's a good opinion. Great jerseys. Oh man, Arizona, come on! I predict you to make the playoffs, and you score one goal in two Stop. games. Stop. Why do you do this to me? Why is Phil Kessel bad all of why? a sudden? Because he's now on the Coyotes. Yeah, why? Why can't you guys score more goals? Why can't you guys be good? Why can't you guys just do something? It's like it's like a kid talking to his mom. Yeah. Why can't you give me this? Why can't you yeah, do this? Yeah, I am that's that's what I was going for. You you nailed it. <laughs> and I'm not I ugh. I want them to do good already, man. I just want the Arizona Coyotes to have a fan base. I want them to uh, I want Ekman Larson to have success because he is a beautiful human being. Um, and I kind of sort of like Clint Keller, and I kind of want him to do things that are good. I also Anti-Ranta want deserves better too. 
uh, Jacob Chikrin. I finally yes. figured out how to say his name right. Uh, I need him to do good because <laughs> I chose him my fantasy team, dynasty team. So, yeah, if he could get some points and not be this defensive defenseman, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what's up with what? What do they need to do? Yeah. What do you need to what, what? I I don't even know anymore. Like I I don't pity John Chega's position because like what you bring in Phil the Frill Kessel and you still can't score goals. Like he's like the goal scoring machine and you kill still cannot score goals. Okay, hot take here. If Arizona Coyotes don't make the playoffs, do they fire John Chega? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. They I think, have to. Like he's been there for like six years, right? I think four. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, if they if they don't make the playoffs, I think he's the first GM to go. Um, like that's the thing; he's one of those GMs that is like he's been there a while, but like it's still super weird to evaluate because he's had some great trades, some bad trades, some bad picks, some great oh, picks. Oh, I figured it out. Sorry, random side note. Back to Edmonton really quick. Dave Tippett's their Dave Tippett's their coach. No wonder they have Mike Smith. Duh. Idiot. I, I just figured that out right now. I just put two and two together. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, back to Arizona. Because I was thinking of Arizona coaches. And I'm like, oh, wait, well, they're not going to fire homeboy. And, <laughs> like, he'd probably beat them up. But, uh, yeah, okay, anyway, yeah. So Arizona <laughs> is, I don't know, dude. I, I really want them to do good. And they're not doing good. <laughs> also, Vancouver is 0-2 and 2, or 0-2. And I told everybody, you I, ain't making the playoffs, Vancouver. It ain't happening. Yeah, Pedersen, not doing a thing. I mean, he's out there. I saw a lot of people saying that Pedersen could get like 100 points, which I I thought he looked better in that preseason than he did in the year before, but he is not play great. He's been fine. I just, he hasn't taken any shots, though, I know, because he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> and I also have Brock Besser on there as well. So they haven't really done a lot. They've been, they've been kind of slow. And I ha- I watched the first game because it was against Edmonton. I had to watch that one. And, yeah, they weren't really that good. I didn't really watch a ton in the second game, but it kind of looked like the same thing that happened the first time. And they also got shut out that game. So that's, that's... Not good if that's your second game you're getting shut out. So, yeah. Um, let's go to the biggest surprise, though, out of the entire NHL, would you say? Yeah. I think this is bigger than yeah. Tampa. I think it's bigger than Tampa. Um, well, I just want to serve some context here. Well, yes, they did play Vegas two times. So that also, again, you don't have the biggest sample size there. But San Jose just, <laughs> yikes. Is it really that big of a difference not having Eric Carlson and not having? Oh, I'm so glad he had a kid, by the way. Right? Congrats yes. to him. But I, he I did. Know... He did play in the second game and the third game. By I way. didn't even know that game. was a thing, though. I didn't even know he was having a kid. It was just a surprise. Like all of a sudden, I w- I think I was streaming and somebody was like, "Eric Carlson had a kid." I'm like, "What?" Yeah, I'm so happy for him. He's such a good person. Yeah. Like, and when that was so sad for him last, when that thing happened with his. Uh, the kid last year that happened, no. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was really sad. I uh, I didn't know they were going for it again. I'm con- congrats. Kind of, I love those kind of stories. Kind of like Alex Petrangelo. Like he lost his twins prior, and then he yeah. just had he has had twins again this year. So, uh, good for him. But anyway, yeah. Uh, he's back. Maybe Evander Kane's the reason. 
<laughs> Imagine Vander Kane comes back. San Jose is just godly again. San Jose does good. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's up with with them, man. I mean, it's they're... been it's been a disaster and everything. The offense hasn't done much. Oh, uh, what's so... up with Martin Jones, dude? I thought he was gonna have a better year, but he's just been rough. And Martin I Jones, some of the horrible. performance. Some of the performances in that four group have been disappointing. Like Kevin LeBanc, there was this one play, and let me let me check back up. I think it was the second game versus Vegas. I think it was like a two to one game or something, and they just oh no, it was like against Anaheim. Never mind. It was that it was that next goal. Yeah, I think I know it was that second about. one. Yeah, yeah, where he just it was Kevin LeBanc, and he was coming and trying to guard a guy, and he just let it go. Like he just he let it go. Like it was the eighty second game of a season where they're tanking. Oof, man! Imagine if he has a bad season and he gets only like a one another one year yeah, contract. Yeah, because that's what oh. I was thinking. Because he got that one million dollar deal. Oh, that's a horrible. <laughs> that's that's horrible. That that's like worst case. And that's like nightmare scenario. And San Jose can use that play against him no matter what. Like that Oof. play was so horrendously terrible. On his you know, own. like that's like that's like going like you you're about to go. You're in Arizona and you're about to go to like Vegas and you're like I have enough gas and then you run out of gas halfway through there and you're stuck in the middle of the. <laughs> desert that's like kevin lebank right now that's nightmare scenario like oh my gosh if he doesn't wow and they go against nashville next tomorrow so they have they're going against a team that you know i don't know i don't know if they're gonna they might get smacked tomorrow probably (laughs) they might get absolutely (laughs) smacked uh and it won't even and they might go into the chicago game oh and four Oh and four. Yeah. Maybe they're gonna come. Maybe they're gonna try and do it. St. Louis didn't like. Well, St. Louis didn't really try the first couple seasons. Of course, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I'm so ready for Dallas and San Jose to have like these terrible first couple of months and say, "Oh, St. Louis is a big last in the December." Like, when was the last? That was like the only time in NHL history that's ever happened. You think it's gonna happen again? <laughs> Probably nah. not. Okay, so we just that's that's all the NHL standings for this week. Um. I do want to do a thing where we guess what tomorrow's games will be. Like, uh, we'll try and guess who's going to win where. You want to do it? All right. All right. So, all right. So we have Carolina and Florida at 7 o'clock. So Carolina is flying to Florida. They're coming on coming on a three-game win streak. Florida has played against, I believe, just Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, different, different jersey. <laughs> that's, that, <laughs> that's happening. So who do you got in that game? Who do you think is going to win that game? You know, I have all this faith in Carolina, but I'm going to say the Florida Panthers get a win here. Yeah. Maybe J- maybe James Reimer gets some gets some revenge, I don't well, know, but I don't I, know. I think I think I don't think they're going to play James, so he just played tonight or he yeah. played the other night. So I'll, I'll say Panthers though. Yeah, I'm going to go with Panthers. I think Barkov will fi- I don't know if I want to put in Barkov for fantasy. <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot. Can I say a story really quick about fantasy? I I I had I put Jack Eichel on my bench cuz I thought that that Barkov was going to have a great game. He had like 3 points and then Barkov it was that 7-2 game and, and uh Eichel had 18 Oof. points and then I decided <laughs> to put Eichel in tonight and he had negative 3 points. <laughs> <laughs> so my bets with Florida haven't been good, so I'm hoping that Florida turns it around. So I owe 2 will go at Florida. What do you have for a score? I have like a 4 to 2 win for Florida. 3 to 1. 3 to 1. All right, we have Edmonton going against the Islanders in Brooklyn. I'm going to have the Edmonton Oilers in this one. Okay. I am going to take the New York Islanders. I think uh, Devin Taves is going to have two goals. <laughs> I, think Conor, I think Conor McDavid is going to lead them. 
<laughs> to another win. It's just going to happen. Five goals. <laughs> another 15 points in the one game. Like, Mantha, I heard you were the first star this week. Not anymore. All I'm right. overtaking you. I'm going to go with a five. The three win for the Islanders. Two to zero for the Oilers. There you go. All right. We have uh, the most anticipated game of the week, uh, Winnipeg versus Pittsburgh. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, no Malkin. No Beekstead. But I'm going to say, uh, well, that that get that. That game is so unpredictable. But Pittsburgh also is coming up a 7-2 win. Yeah. So, and McCain looked good. Uh, but Winnipeg <laughs> also starts really bad. And Pittsburgh starts really good so far. I'm going to say 7-4 to four Winnipeg. Yeah, the, I, I'm going to go with like a 5-4 to four win for Pittsburgh. Because right. I feel like Winnipeg might have, might run out of juice right now. And yeah. plus, look at that defense who's playing right now. Kulikov isn't playing. They pulled up another guy. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to go with like a five. It's going to be a shootout. You know? Yeah, uh, 100%. Okay, uh, your favorite game of the week, Dallas versus Washington, where Kuznetsov comes back. Dallas is in Washington. Yes, I'm going to have a Kuznetsov hat trick. Washington wins 4-2. to two. I'm going to go with a Holpe shutout, and it's going to be a 4-0 win for Washington. Good prediction, because it's going to happen. <laughs> All right, uh, another good game, which is Anaheim versus Detroit. I am actually excited for this game, and I get to watch it. So um, we're going to go ahead and go with Detroit on this one. I think Mantha – I think Mantha – I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it might be like a 3-2 game with Detroit winning it maybe in overtime. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring event. And I don't think Detroit or Anaheim have the legs for it. Like, it just happens to be one of those things where Detroit doesn't really have a great defense and doesn't really have a great offense, but Anaheim doesn't have a great offense, but has a good defense <laughs> and great yeah. goaltending. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of goals scored. So, you know. I'm going to say 3-2 to two overtime win for the Ducks. All right, there we go. So we also have uh, San Jose versus Nashville. And San Jose is visiting Nashville, mm-hmm. so they are in this big game. So they are going to be on the road, San Jose for the next couple of days. Nashville is, has been chilling at home for a while. Uh, Duchesne has had one of the best stretches <laughs> these two games. <laughs> uh, I think he would say this is the best two games he's had in a while. So I think Nashville is going to continue that. I think we're we're going to see a Forsberg Hattie. And Ooh. I'm gonna go with a five to one win <laughs> for the okay. Nashville Predators, and it's on I, NBC Sports Network, so it's a national game. Go. I'm going to say, you know what? I don't think the Sharks can go any more down. I think the Sharks will win this run. It'll be a scratch, claw, and and death game for San Jose, but I think they will get it. Evander Kane coming back, I think, is pretty big for them. I'm gonna say it's a four to three win. Okay, our pre-ultimate game, we have, uh, you like that word, big word? Los, yeah, Los Angeles versus the Calgary Flames in a battle in the Pacific Division. The Calgary Flames are going to win 6-0. to zero. I don't think so. I think the Calgary Flames are going to win, but it's going to be like a 4-3 to three game. So, okay. yeah, I think Calgary will still win, but not by that big of a margin. <laughs> uh, last but not least, the Boston Bruins are visiting the Vegas Golden Knights, and this is a late game, so they will be playing at around 7 Eastern time. No, 9 Eastern time, so that's a late game in Vegas. 
Yeah. Well, no, what time would that be? That'd be 7. Never no, mind. it's That's 9 seven. Central. Yeah, so it'd right. be 7 o'clock there time. Uh, Boston visiting Vegas. They're on the swing over over in the Pacific Division swing right now. Start off the season. So, uh, you know, they haven't been home in a while. Maybe Boston's going to be a little tired. Vegas is at home. I think Vegas is going to take this game like a five. I think I keep saying five. I'm going to go with like a four. Let's go with like a four-one win for Vegas. Mm. I I think the Bruins will continue. I, they've had a couple of days off. I think they'll be fine. Um, not too much travel from Arizona to Vegas. I'm going to say Bruins win this one, four to two. There you go. There's our. That's a lot of games on tomorrow after having only two. Man, yeah. what is up with the schedule? So we had two today, twenty tomorrow, two on Wednesday, <laughs> twenty on Thursday, three on Friday, twenty on. There's legit dude on Saturday. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen games on Saturday. It's insane. What is up with this schedule? All right, boys. Um, that's all I got for for today. <laughs> All right, all right, we're, we're done. All right, hey, so go follow us on at ROH Podcast on Twitter. Go follow me on Twitter at Nico from Tia. Follow Grav at Nathan Gravity on Twitter and on my YouTube channel, Gravity. There you go. And I also have a YouTube channel, uh, O Heartbreaker with a three as the E because I'm cool like that. <laughs> uh, and that's all I can plug. I'm also a writer, so you go follow my stuff at Blackhawk Up if you're a Blackhawks fan or a fan of anything. All right. Or anything. Oh wait, 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 wait. We have to do our thing for um, the random question really quick. So, All right. Last week I asked you what was the worst fast food, right? So yeah. this week I'm gonna ask you what's the best food to eat when watching hockey. It's uh, either. Hmm, it depends. It so depends. I think I think pizza goes good with any like when you're watching yeah. sports. I think pizza's probably the best. Nachos. I think nachos are good. Uh, yeah. boneless wings. I'm a boneless wing kind of guy. You may be different because you're in Texas, and I think you guys treat <laughs> wings differently. So I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think pizza is like hands down the the go to thing. If you're watching hockey with a bunch of guys and you're ch- or girls, whatever doesn't matter any gender. If you're <laughs> if you're watching it, if you're watching it with your dogs, uh, I think pizza is the way pizza is the way to go. What is your food? I- Either pizza or barbecue for me. I'm going to go pizza, though. Yeah, I see. Like, I don't mind barbecue, but I think barbecue is, like, too messy. Like, I think if you're going to eat barbecue, you need to be paying yeah, attention. but you also you also said wings. I don't know. Yeah, but, like, I'm not talking, like, saucy wings. I'm talking, like, the oh, like the oh, regular yeah. like regular wings. Okay. Like, but, yeah. no, I think bar- if you're talking, like, barbecue, I'm thinking of, like, ribs. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm, mostly like brisket or. Yeah, see, I think that's yeah. too messy. I think you you wouldn't be paying attention. You'd probably get something on your jersey. Uh, you probably would have nasty hands. You'd be using all of your friend's napkins, which you know he obviously paid for and didn't steal from his <laughs> house or from his uh, work. And you know, it's 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 too messy for me. You be you would be wiping your hands on their couch. <laughs> so like it's a little bit too messy there so what is your if you're listening right now what is your go-to hockey food add us on twitter at roh podcast uh hopefully somebody does do it <laughs> do it <laughs> all right so we will see you on the next one anything else grav no oh wait, we'll we, have one, wait we have one more thing we have one more thing Whoa. so one more thing. if you haven't noticed it's just been me and gravity 
for these last these last two podcasts. Uh, it's just going to be us go from going forward. Um, and we might have some guests here and there, so look out for that. Look, yeah, a lot, expect a lot more guests. Looking at you, Tony Ferrari. We keep I keep telling you that we're gonna have you on. Never do. <laughs> so so we will. Maybe we'll maybe we'll rope Sean Tierney to come in. Maybe that'd be that'd be big. All right. So uh, that's all I got. We will see you on the next episode. Peace out. See ya.